This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via our participating restaurants, 18 plus reward registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. episode of the Forever Bristol City podcast. The monkey well and truly off our back after 15 attempts. It finished at Ashton Gate this afternoon against Preston. Bristol City 2, Preston North End 0. Joining me uh, are the usual suspects, Dave Fevs, uh, Ian, Mark and myself. Um, let's uh, go through, uh, as we usually do, quick uh, praise of the game. I'll begin with, uh, with, with Dave. I mean, that was a pleasant surprise, wasn't it, really, the way we played, certainly for uh, the greater part of the game. Yeah, best, best performance in weeks and weeks and weeks, I think. Um, it's been a long time since we've seen a, a semblance of a, of a performance at that. But, you know, there was a little bit of a wobble in the second half where they had 15, 20 minutes of, of pressure without creating much, but we, we looked a bit leggy at that point. But we came through it and we, and we, you know, we finished strongly. You know, we were the better side at the across the, the whole second half, I'd say, and we were the better side in the first half as well. So, yeah, much, much better. And, uh, you know, great to get that, that first win in. Well, 2021. 15, 15, 15 straight wins defeats. against 15, yeah, yeah, 15, 15 defeats against, or 15 without a win. Let's put it like that. Um, Ian, your uh, quick resume of uh, the game before we do go into the detail. It was a much welcome uh, three points, but more importantly, it was a performance, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought we started a game brightly, which in itself is quite unusual for us. Um, then we, because we got on the front foot and we pressed. Um, I was slightly surprised with the setup with Palmer playing that wide left in-stepping role that um, Jamie Patterson is, can also play. And I thought it may may have made us a little bit weak in midfield, but both of the wide players tucked in. 35 minutes, good. Um, the next 10 and then the first 15 of the second half, we got sloppy. Mm. Silly things like the goalkeeper, every time he kicked the ball with his left foot, he kicked it complete directly out of play. Um, and for some reason, Dean Holden swapped over uh, Palmer and Adelakon at the start of the second half, and I just couldn't work out why he did that. And eventually, after that. about 10 minutes, he swapped it back. Swapped it back. Um, okay. Palmer, Palmer picked up a stupid yellow in, in, in the second half, but it was a clean sheet, three points, and... Um, Viner got his first goal. Beautiful depth finish off the well, we outside come on to of that. left. We'll come on to the, we'll come on to the, uh, the detail of the action. Four points off the playoffs, and which is where we were at the start of the points game. Points off so the playoffs, exactly. Anyway. And halfway through the season, which uh, we'd have taken that. 
No, no. Uh, Mark, uh, your thoughts uh, on the game? It was a performance that had been missing, as uh, Dave and Ian both said, for uh, for weeks. So uh, it was it wasn't bad, really, was it? No, it was it was a it was a real real fantastic defensive performance laid down by the uh, by, by the performances of Mawson and Callas, who looked like they played together all season, which we thought we'd never see because of the lengthy injury to Mawson. No, they did look Viner in midfield. Yeah, yeah, Viner, Viner in midfield was great. He's played every four for Aberdeen. Uh, looked very capable of him in midfield and got a good goal. Slightly sliced it, but stuck it in the top corner. And I thought we looked we looked decent with four four two. A bit casual in possession, as Ian said at the start of the second half. And I think that coincided with Casey Palmer, who'd been very good and very lively in the first half, fading. He was clearly, uh, you know, he clearly, you know, couldn't last the whole game. And I think he probably said he got he got twenty minutes more than he should have done. But with the substitution of Ham Noah Masengo, City came back to life and uh, and got a deserved second goal. And I thought it was our resilience and the fact we sort of really we we, we were more we, we we played more professionally, if you like, on the edge uh, against a, you know against a, 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 te- a team who've done that to us constantly in Preston and, and played them at their own game. You know, breaking up breaking up the play with little fouls in the first half and well, we were masters. Uh, yeah. And it was nice the, to be uh, a team like that. The the today, I think you could say. Let's uh, go back in. That's the way I put it. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, yeah, Dave, the uh, starting lineup. any surprises there for you? I think it was uh, Mariapa and Masengo and uh, one other going uh, going out compared to the previous team. But uh, the way they lined up, people are a little bit unsure of the layout to begin with, but it soon shaped up to be a... 4-4-2 with Viner playing just in front of the back four. Is that how you saw the lineup? There? Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, Semenyo out with some personal issues, so hope everything's all right there. Antoine, if you're listening in, um, probably got more important things to do than listen to Forever Bristol podcast. Um, yeah, I think there was that bit of debate first um, before the game as to whether <laughs> we might go 3-5-2 and Viner had gone back into a back three, uh, but I think that would have left us with kind of Naj as our holding midfielder and Adelakan and, and Palmer as the kind of two eights, which I, I, I probably wouldn't have done myself. So when, when they actually lined up in four four two, I was, I was uh, quite happy with that. Interested, as Ian said, that Palmer started on the, the left side. Um, he's played quite a bit on the right-hand side for, for Derby and for Blackburn when he couldn't oust Bradley Dack from the, uh, the kind of number 10 role. Um, so I thought they'd probably start off that way round, but they didn't. And I, I thought both Adelakan and, and, and Palmer contributed a lot in that that really good first half performance. Yeah, no, that's good. I mean, uh, Ian, the way we came out from the starting blocks was uh, pretty impressive. I mean, Casey Palmer looked very lively. Adelak and uh, early on showed some good uh, touches. I thought he faded a bit as the game went on, but uh, Digi was one. But then we got three corners inside the first eight minutes, and the third of those led to the goal. How did you see that uh, goal from Fan? That's his second goal in uh, successive games, five for the season. Well, it was it was a very similar goal to ones that people normally score against us. Um, all their, their defenders got attracted under the ball, and he took a, a step backwards, and he was unmarked for, I mean, he still had to jump, and it was still a, a difficult header to put away, but he headed it down perfectly, and into the corner. And because teams never put a defender on post these days, it's gone out of fashion. 
Um, there was nobody there to stop it, and the ball was in the net before the keeper got anywhere near it. So um, I was uh, I was I was pleased uh, with the goal, uh, and I think that uh, obviously the, the, it sounds it's a fairly obvious thing to say, but the taller your side gets, the more chance you've got from set pieces defending them in your penalty area and scoring goals in the other penalty area because shortly before that row had put in or after that row had put in a decent free kick and Carlos got, got up and should have headed the, the ball across the goal and, and, and failed to but we had funny enough we had five corners in the entire game and we forced three in the first eight minutes so perhaps that that, that yeah. tells you that we actually did drop off a bit at the end of the first and the beginning of the second yeah, no. I mean, I wrote down, uh, Mark, uh, I wrote Preston a woeful. The first 20 minutes had nothing. The possession was 61-38 in our favour. Seven shots. Two on target. Nothing from them. But then they had the game's first chance when, uh, well, their first chance on 35 when uh, Brown got in uh, a good position and uh, Scott Sinclair saw his uh, flick shot saved by Bentley, one of the few things Ben's had to do. But that was that was the only real danger, wasn't it? As they did start, though, to get yeah, back into the I mean, game with uh, with possession. Yeah, I mean, I'll just go very back, back very quickly to, to our goal. Before that, um, Alfie Molson went into the... pushed up into central midfield and he turned the ball over. A great tackle. Tackle on uh, Daniel Johnson to enable Gigi to have a, a shot that was deflected over, and then Nash had another shot which got the corner. But yeah, Brown they, they came into it towards the end of the half. Brown flicks it round the corner, and Sinclair arrived on the ball, but he couldn't get any power, and it went straight into the breadbasket of, of Dan Bentley. And then they, I mean, we 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 just dropped off a, a little bit. We we started off, we were in the passing lanes all over the pitch. Uh, we pressed brilliantly. I thought, oh, crikey, here we go. This is uh, City of three seasons ago, you know, uh, under Lee Johnson, looking, you know, looking, looking great. We just need that second goal. We just need that second goal, and it didn't didn't come. And after expending all that energy, you can uh, you could appreciate Preston got a little bit of possession, but I think the halftime whistle came at the right time. But it did start off a little in that vein again in the second half. Yeah, I was going to say that second half, uh, Dave, Preston sort of came at it a bit. I, I read down, they carried on where they left off. And, uh, but their only real chance was when uh, Maguire's, uh, Maguire put in a shot at the corner, resulting corner, Huntington hit the bar. Um, that was about it in terms of any real goal-mouth threat from them, wasn't it? Yeah, and they took off uh, Johnson and Barkhausen, who, according to the commentator, didn't seem uh, too pleased with that. But... Uh, you know, we let them have a bit too much of the ball the second half, but they didn't do anything with it, did they? Yeah, we just probably got a little bit stretched, I think. Um, I think Ian, Ian called it as well. I can't remember whether Palmer started the second half on the right-hand side or whether it came from a corner where they'd end, he'd ended up at kind of the back post and, and as they filtered out, he ended up on that side because Adelicum was on the other. But yeah, we we just yeah we got a little bit stretched first half. I know Gil Martin mentioned it on, on commentary quite a, quite a few times, but... We caught them offside a lot early on, and that's one of Preston's strengths is turning the ball around the corner and getting people like Maguire to run onto it. And we caught him offside quite a bit early on. That set a good tone in terms of our defence being happy to, to to push up. And, of course, by pushing up, they condense the space. Yeah. It makes much you know much less room for Viner and Nagy in the midfield to have to try and press. And I, and I thought also a feature was the way that Martin and, and Gigi just dropped back in 10, 15 yards into our half 
just to, again, put pressure on the back of their midfielders so they wanted an easy pass and made them go back. Um, so I thought it was kind of a really good, you know, I moan for weeks and weeks, am I, that we, we, we have too big a distance between front and back. And I thought first half, we got it spot on today. Second half, we just perhaps went a little bit deep um, and invited them on a little bit. And, and I think probably 55 minutes was enough for Palmer today. Um, but that kind of 10, 10 or so minutes that Dean took to do it, I thought was probably the time he should have made the change. And Masengo came on and gave us a nice kind of breath of fresh air down the left-hand side. And we saw the game out really, really strong. You know, we looked the side more, more likely to go no, and get another goal. You know, the, yeah. the chance they had, we well, know, we the chance they had was, uh, was never going to go and, in. And we did, yeah. No, no, that's true. That's true. Ian, uh, the second goal came. Uh, we just had a shot saved by Martin, by uh, Iverson in goal. Then another shot a couple of minutes after that. That led to... Uh, to uh, Masengo uh, uh, setting himself up well, as the commentator said, not seen a shot on him uh, like that. And it was a good cameo display from him. Well, yeah, 20 minutes. That's not more than a cameo, really, isn't it? But from that uh, resulting uh, corner, Hunt, Martin, and then it fell to Viner. How did you see that uh, goal of uh, Viner's, Ian? Well, Jack Hunt's played, a, a, I would say, a, a speculative ball in. He's, he tried to pick out... Um, Chris Martin for the knockdown. There are two defenders have clattered him, but they haven't been able to head the ball very far. So they've, they've half cleared it or not even half cleared it. Viner's tried to shoot in all fairness to him, but with his, uh, with his left foot and uh, it's come off the outside of his left shin boot. Don't care really, but it was absolutely unsavable. Um, you know, you're not. If you look at that, went absolutely into the side netting. So the keeper would need ten foot long arms to stop that. And I think we deserved yeah. it. Um, it was good to see Naki Wells come on and, and be chasing everything down. And um, because I, I think I, I feel a little bit sorry for him in the fact that he's been played out of position a lot. But I thought that was good. Masengo plays as an attacking midfielder for France under 23s. So it's no surprise that he's got a shot on him. We just haven't seen it at Ashton Gate, where he's he's still yet to get a goal or an assist, which for a player of his un, or an assist, un, yeah. undoubted ability uh, is a surprise. But hopefully we found a shape now that suits, although I, I honestly wouldn't play the same team, uh, the same setup. Uh, versus Norwich, I think we need to be in in a, in a better. Well, we come on to that uh, later. I just against them, Dave. Yeah. What, yeah. what do you think was wrong with our defensive shape today? And you know, I thought it was pretty good. No, I I, I said against Preston. Um, I think it will work because we were able to press them a lot at the start. And and I, but I can't see us keeping that energy up. We couldn't keep it up today uh, until we made the substitutions, and then. Um, I don't. Th- I think there'd be too many spaces in midfield uh, uh, against a good team like Norwich. I, I might be wrong, and I'm not saying um, I'd I prefer to see us keep Viner in that defensive role. Perhaps add a centre back, but still play with the two lads up front. I don't think shape was a problem. I thought running that legs a little bit and a little bit of pressure was it. A- yeah, but I don't. I don't think. To be honest, Dave, you, you'd get that chance uh, against Norwich. I, I think we, uh, you know, if we can play like, play in that way, that's fantastic. But I, I just think we need to be a little bit more solid and tighter against against a team with their ability. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's fine. I think you know maybe. Well, let's 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 talk let's talk about the uh, yeah. the upcoming game against Norwich in a minute because it's interesting. I'm 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 inclined I'm inclined to agree with what Dave says. I don't see how you can really improve it that much without maybe dropping one of the strikers. You've got players that come on the bench. But Mark, I want to finish one thing for the game. I mean, we said referees are. Uh, you know, they've not been in focus so much in these non-crowd attended matches, but the referee, he, he, he didn't really cover himself in glory when Darnell Fisher literally gave Masengo um, a forearm, forearm smash when the game was pretty much lost for them. And then he didn't get booked for that. And then he did it again, which should have been a second yellow and he'd have been off. Did you see that incident? Glad ten minutes ago. He's a dirty Sonso yeah, fish because he's the one who grabbed a player a la uh, Gascoigne yeah. star not so long ago, wasn't it? And he got censored for that as well. Yeah, he had a he had a free game ban for that. I mean, it, it was it, it, he, he was tackled well by Masengo uh, near halfway, and he he came up and smacked him in in the uh, in, in near the throat with, with his forearm. And uh, I mean, he should have been sent off today, and that's why Alex Neal substituted him again. Similarly. To, for the two, you know, the, the, the yellow we got the other week at, at Deepdale when he should have been sent off for the second foul by against Antoine Semenya, who was tearing him one uh, on the left-hand side. But I thought Masengo was terrific when he came on. Everything that we saw in that player, um, you know, bright around the ball, uh, very skillful, you know, good on the turn and drawing fouls. So he didn't enable Darnell Fisher to, you know, to create the over, overloads with Barcason on the right-hand side. So that and they they have to take him off in the end. He was giving him that much of, of, of a time. I just think that we need yeah we need extra legs in midfield. Maybe a yeah. little bit no, more I think uh, well and anyway, Parkinson for Palmer. You bring back well. It's interesting. What, well, let's let's talk about the lineup because Norwich they got another win today. They were two 0 up against Cardiff after twenty minutes. It's going to be a tough old game next Wednesday up at uh, up at Carrow Row. But Ian said the shape of the team. I mean, this is my view, and I'll come today first on this. You're not going to change the goalkeeper. You've got, if you play like we did the 4-4-2 again, Callas and Mawson, that is a powerful, that's, that's, that is on transfer values, nearly 30 million quid's worth of uh, defender there. And on the bench, you've got two equally good substitutes to come on in terms of Mariapa and... Um, Tommy Rowe, I say equally good. But you've got cover there. Okay, we know we haven't got cover necessarily at uh, left back or even right back, but then Mariapa has played on both sides. So in the middle, I mean, I thought Nadge had a good game today. Palmer, if you're going to drop somebody to strengthen up the uh, middle, it would maybe be Adelakan, yeah? And a midfield of Adelakan, sorry, the midfield of Viner, Nadge, Palmer, and A and other, maybe Backinson, you know, that's got something going for it, hasn't it? Would you agree, Dave? I mean, what would your lineup be that maybe counters Ian's view that we need to be, you know, a little bit more solid in midfield? You take Adelakan out, you, you, you do have the capability to be more solid. And then you worry about people with their legs, because Ian said, you know, people are getting tired, they can't keep it up. But you've got Morton on, on the bench as well that can come on and provide some legs. You've got the youngsters up front. So that's a bit of a long wind. That's a bit of a statement from me there, but I'll come to you first day. What would you change on, what would you change on Wednesday? Shut up. Look, I had somebody say to me, Dave, you don't say enough of what your views are. So that's, that's my view. And I'm sort of disagreeing with Ian a little bit, but you know, what would, what would you change Wednesday night, Dave? If, if I was going to make a change, and I think I'd have a long hour think about it. First of all, I, I think it would be 
one of one of the two wide midfielders today. So either Palmer or Adelakan. I think you could change either one of those up. Um, yeah. If you wanted to go a little bit more solid, and you know, maybe Masengo comes in on either the left or the right of the, the, the two central ones and just plays a little bit narrower, you, you could do that. And I, and I think I'd be really tempted, although I thought they linked up really well today, I'd be really conscious of not burning out either Gigi or Martin, and probably Martin's the one I worry about too much. And I might be really tempted to to play Wells and, and you know have just something a little bit more lively if we play on the counter a little bit more and, and do it that way. But I, I really kind of quite quite like the fact that we've played two banks of four today. God, it's boring, isn't it? Doing you know nineteen eighties four four two. Um, I thought it worked. <laughs> worked, worked I thought it worked quite well today, and I, I did like that both Martin and Gigi just dropped back in a little bit deeper just to make us a bit more compact. So yeah. but, you know Norwich Norwich are a really good side, as Ian said, and, and yeah, they're going to have threats all over. And I, I think you know we just have to be mindful of, of that. And I think you, you could you could do lots of different things out there and, and still still lose so uh, I, I think of course so yeah I, 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 we just got to play with energy I mean okay then, like, what would you what would you change then well what's interesting no no what would you Norwich change today, then? how would you how would you shore it yeah well I, I play three five two well I play three five two with an extra centre back um and I'd, I'd uh, leave Adelakan out and I'd play Palmer as a 10 behind Two strikers. I agree with Dave. You might have to look at bringing Wells in for Martin to just to basically stop the guy getting worn out. A little bit different with uh, Fan because he hasn't played his, anything like as much football as Martin. But that's what I do. But I still leave Zach Viner in that uh, defensive midfield role. So I play uh, three at the back and more of a diamond in midfield with Viner at the base of the diamond and Palmer at the top of it. Um, if you're going to play what we did today, I'd bring and Semenyo's available because we were without 12 players today, uh, seven of whom are going to be out for the season. Um, I'd, I'd have brought in um, uh, Antoine Semenyo in place of Adelakan. And, and actually... Yeah, and I guess Semenyo's gone probably, unless we don't know what the personal... Uh, thing is with uh, Semenyo, but he could well be back, couldn't he? Yeah. Oh, well, I, I hope so. And, and good, good luck to the lad, uh, no matter what the issue is. Um, but yeah, I, I think you'd have to play him on performance. I mean, he was going to start today instead of Casey Palmer. Casey Palmer only came in as a, a kind of last-minute replacement, if you will. So I don't think you could. I, I'd still like to see Palmer playing in a position where we can yeah. get him on the ball more. And I think yeah. Semenyo what do you think, Mark? Is, what do you, what? is a better yeah, wide Mark? player. I think... I think yeah. um, well, what, your, what would your thoughts be looking forward? Keep, keep the defence keep the defence the same, but provide the whip from the full-backs. Something along the lines of what Ian said, that he pinched, pinched it as, as usual. <laughs> Come back with it. Yeah, okay. first. <laughs> so... Uh, no, I mean I'm really joking. So we we play we play with a, a diamond midfield to counter their uh, their four their four two three one because that's where they're re- very effective. Um, uh, it bringing it bringing those those midfielders through Vrantswich, Camp uh, Campwell, and, and especially Buendia Buendia. Uh, you know, were, were very were very good players. So yeah, I think I'd stick with Palmer, but I take I bring in I bring in uh, back in some for Adelok Lacken. 
but um, play with a back four, but use the uh, the full backs to provide the width, but just to, you know drop into um, a four four two, but keep Viner in midfield. I thought he, he was terrific today, and uh, uh, and you know getting that goal at the end was the icing on the cake. But uh, it was interesting to see that um, that Pookie's out for uh, Norwich. They got they had Hugo up front today. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. Just said so there hopefully, was, he's out. hopefully he's out against us. Yeah. No, no Timo Puki because he was injured and Marlon Pack got sent off for Cardiff. Has he ever been Did sent he? off before? That's, that's, a, that's, a bit of a, that's a bit of a first. Yes, I, think he has. I think he might have been for for us. But um, well, look, I think we've done. I think we've done the game to death. I mean, man of the match. I, I marked everybody as a seven, and I gave Viner an eight. And I don't think you know you could give. I wrote Rose seven and a half because he was. I thought he was good. But anybody lower than a seven and anybody better than or equal to Viner, guys. Dave, any any yeah. thoughts on that? Seven across the board, eight for Viner. Yeah, I had a few to be honest. Um, I, I thought I thought Callas was an eight, and I thought Mawson was a nine, and I thought Rowe was an eight. I thought you know Mawson was outstanding today. I think, but he would have got, he would have been very close to getting a ten for me, apart from that one miss mistake he made in the first half, which has been really harsh. Um, and I thought Gigi had a really good game as well. I've probably given him an eight today. I thought he, I thought he looked like a top a top yeah. championship striker today. I thought he was really good. So yeah, a few, a few yeah. more marks today. I don't quite harsh as you know. You mark them up a bit. Yeah, I mean again, sevens and eights. I mean, there's no no sixes in there, Tori. Um, uh, Ian, sorry, any any thoughts with you on the markings? Anybody? stand out for you as I say it was a good solid team performance but anybody uh, I'd, that um, you'd say other than yeah. Viner that would be worth an eight yeah I mean I, 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 I'd give um, the back four you you could give Callas and Morse an eight because of the, that 20 minute spell when Preston were going to get on top but uh, I'd still say that I thought Viner was man of the match I'd have probably Marked uh, Adelican down to a six because I, I, I think he yeah. faded in and out the game. He, he had a better game than he did against Pompey, I must be honest. And um, uh, he impressed me a bit more. But I, I still think Antoine Semenyo is, is, if you've got a choice, is the better wide player. Um, so, you know, but I, I think if you looked at that overall performance, um, you, you've got I mean, when Baker comes back, in, include and include Bentley. If you played a back three and a goalkeeper, you've got thirty-five million quid's worth there at their last transfer value. So, you know they they all be good, didn't they? Yeah. Well, they should be. They should be. Okay, um, Mark. Here we are, halfway through the season. Twenty-three games, thirty-six points. If we say seventy-five should get in the playoffs, we've only got to get three more points in the second half of the season than what we got in the first. And if you look at this season, the way it's come, it, you know, we have that 12, four games, that three, four game winning start, which altered the distribution of it. But I'll come to each of you, but uh, Mark first, are we really in a position where we can make an assault on the playoffs now? And before we talk about transfers, because I don't think there's going to be anybody coming in, to be honest, but Mark, do you think we can get, those 39 points in the second half of the season that would guarantee playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's possible. It's just keeping 
Yes, I can hear that. It's just keeping it's just keeping players fit, which has been the problem. We should. But the good thing is now we're going to get players back. Hopefully, we'll see Joe Williams before the end of the season. However, unlikely we might see we might see Liam Walsh. We've got uh, the likes of Baker coming back. I think defensively we're in very good shape uh, as long as those play those players stay fit. But the problem is going to be at the other end is, score, is scoring goals and creating them. So we've got to hope that Casey Palmer, yeah. who's probably the, the best passer of the ball that we got at the moment in the team, gets fitter because he, he really faded out. But I think that he didn't, being a player who didn't expect to play today, and I would have given him a six on his second half performance just because of his fitness. Um, you know, he can improve his fitness and... and plays a little bit further, further forward where he's not going to get caught in possession. If he gets his head up, then he could put us in, you know, he could he, he can he can supply the ammunition uh, for the likes of uh, likes of Gigi and Martin and Wells. But uh, yeah, it's just about, it's going to be about fitness. We've got a good as chance as any of getting the sixth spot, I think. That's what's up for grabs because I think you've got the, the three yeah. relegated teams and then you've got to look at the likes of Brentford who are probably a shoo-in uh, on their squad and the way that they play and then maybe Red, a perm one from Reading uh, or uh, uh, you know Reading or Swansea who look at, look good as well. probably ten. There's probably if you took the relegated side, there's probably another ten clubs who would say if they put a run together, they can get it. I mean, let me come to you next, uh, Dave. Dave, if we say on the injuries front that we don't get anybody in, but we get back Patterson, Baker. And Walsh, right? So that's writing off, um, and, and we could say Sessignon maybe as well, but that's writing off Joe Williams at all this season. So we get nobody coming in, but we get those players coming back. Is there enough in the squad with some of the youngsters that have had a taste of first team experience? Is there enough just to get three more points more than we've got in a first half of the season that has been a bit in and out? What do you yeah, think? I think, of course, there is. It, it won't be easy, though. I think it's a, you know, it's a, Beneath those top four or five clubs, there's a batch of clubs trading points every week, and, and none of them are really picking up picking up loads. So it, it's just the nature, I think, of the beast that is going to be inconsistent in there. But yeah, we could do. I think those players will make a difference if they come back. I think you've only got to look at what happens. You know, take the last two games. One top player coming back in means one. Of our, our worst players not playing. That's Mawson coming in, and and that lifts the whole level of the squad. And if you can yeah. get another one or two that improve at that top end of our first team, then it makes a big difference. And I think that's what we've missed with you know your Vimans and your Pattersons being out as well. That extra bit of bit of quality. So we'll see. I think from a squad point of view, if we can get the two or three of those back, that would be good. I think I'm yeah. just posted up on the text. I, I think we might have to look for a left back as well in the window. Whether that's a a loan signing or, or not, but I, I think it would be a big ask to ask Tommy Rowe to keep playing every week and putting performances like he did today because I thought he was excellent today. Um, yeah. With Pr- Prings out for the foreseeable and probably Jada Silva as well, so that might be somewhere they look to, to strengthen. Oh, oh, we miss. Well, we come on to transfers, injuries and contracts in a moment. Ian, 23 games, 36 points, 23 to go. Probably won't be any points on uh, Wednesday, but can we get another 39 points, which is only three more you know, than what we've got in this first half on the basis that nobody comes in and but we get Baker, Patterson and Walsh added to that 
squad that we've got there at the moment? Yes, we can. Uh, we need to get 1.7 points per game for the rest of the season to do that. Um, we're getting just under what we've got, just just under 1.6. So mm-hmm. it's it's not a million miles. It's not like we've got to get you know 2.2 points a game or something like that. It all depends on one thing: injuries. Yeah. Because we've got there are four players that we will see again this season. There one. There are seven that we won't. I don't know if you want to talk about injuries now, but we we had 12 players out today, mm. a, a, a few of whom you, you would say would be shoo-ins. Um, yeah. So, you know, that that's the thing that, that's going to um, determine whether we do it. And hopefully, if it is down to bad luck, and I don't think it is, but if it is down to pure bad luck and our luck changes, then yeah, we, we could easily do it. And I, I don't think we'll get a better opportunity than this season because there aren't any outstanding teams. Uh, there isn't a Leeds, there isn't a Wolves in this division this season. And we've got a no, great even, to even do Bournemouth it. Went, even Bournemouth went down to Luton today, didn't they? And they, you know, I was interested in their goal. I haven't seen it, but it was a combination of that. Is it Connick and the guy with a double barreled name? They look, pretty useful and they go down to uh, the Vitality Stadium and pick up all all three points now who's to say that we wouldn't go up to Carrow Road and do something uh, mad like that um, I mean if you look at transfers there's obviously no money about there were rumours at the beginning of the week that Fam might have gone off to Borough who lost at home to Birmingham today 1-0 do you think Dave that maybe Neil Warnock might come in with a cheeky bid and that's the only thing that we would see sparking some credible transfer activity. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be a lot. I think we've done the majority of it by bringing the, the loan signings back. Uh, and yeah, so unless, unless someone goes out the door, then I don't think we'll be spending much. No. I, I, okay. I, 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 it's funny, I actually, you know, after today, I probably think that FAM might sign a contract. And it's probably the first time I felt that in months. And I, I, I'd actually, I think we're we're seeing the last couple of games, the, probably the best we've seen of him in a long while as well. We're playing playing a little bit more quickly into him as well, haven't we? And, it, and I think yeah. Martin up front have, have linked quite well as well. Two big men up front, not always a natural combination, but yes, looking all right. But do you think? I mean, do you think the way Fab's playing at the moment? Do you think he knows that he's in a little bit of a shop window of yeah, we got what three weeks, less than three weeks left in the transfer window? Do you think? For, for Fam, it's a chance to show what he can do to maybe the Fenerbahce's in Turkey if he went over there, or maybe you know I can't. Are we gonna? Would we sell him to any of our rivals? I guess if the price is right, right, we would, wouldn't we? Yeah, I, you, know, you might be right on that. I guess the, the, the slightly cynical view, but it wouldn't be surprise surprise me either if he's thinking about his financial side as well, however much he loves the club. He hasn't signed the contract yet, so no. I think we'll all sit here and reserve, reserve judgment on whether he's going to go or not. But, but know, if you've got another today, 10 goals... Today's goal, my biggest inkling he might stay. But. Yeah, and if you've got another... I won't say 10, but if you've got another eight, between 8 and 10 goals between now and the end of the season, and they made the difference between the playoffs and not, he probably... 
might even stay on after that anyway. But, uh, okay, let's come on to uh, the, the hot... I, I don't think we need to say too much about transfers because that is all speculation. But the one thing that isn't speculation is injuries. I mean, Ian and all of us, we've been saying about, well, you can get some bad luck, but this seems to be a little bit more than bad luck. And lo and behold, Cameron Pring comes back. He's played 17 games for Portsmouth, not Mr. Day's training, and he pulls a hamstring. Oh, it's not a pull. It's a tear. It's a tear. Ian, it's a tear, Ian, say, Ian, say your piece on injuries. Do, we should be having, if, if, if I was Lansdowne, or, or you know, you'd be having an audit of what the hell's going on. What can these things? What's what is causing this? Wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, my my point on the um, on, on the injuries, uh, Dave, is that we've had a, a, a they're all muscle injuries, uh, apart from uh, De Silva, which looks like a repeat of the injury. Uh, so it's the same, basically the same injury on the same leg as last season. So was he properly healed? Is it a reoccurrence? We don't know. But I think we've lost seven players for the season. And that doesn't include Brunt, who left, yeah. uh, uh, who was also injured out for the season. So if you look in terms of out for the season, you've got Voiman, Williams, Watkins, De Silva, Oppie Edwards, Callum O'Dowda and Cameron Pring. Now, I I need to. I haven't heard anything from City about the scan that Callum went off for. But if his hamstring injury and Pring's hamstring injury is the same as Baker's, if Baker comes back and plays on the twenty sixth by the twenty sixth of January, he'll have been out for five months to the day. So we've only got fifteen weeks left to play the rest of the season. So if you've got a five month there you're out. And the, the ones that will come back, there's only four, I believe, that, that will come back and they should all be back at the start of Feb um, from what's been said. And that's uh, Baker, Patterson, Cessignon, uh, who, who Dean Holden said would return to first team training at the end of this month and Liam Walsh. So that, that, that gives you your four that are back. Um, mm. But like I said, we need to be very lucky with that. And I agree with what Dave said earlier on. We, Unless somebody like Riley Towler can play left-back, then we need to look at bringing one in because we've got three left-backs at the club and two of them are injured. Yeah. We're going to have strength in that middle, though, aren't we? As you say, if Baker comes back, you'd have, if you say the regular two now, Callas and Mawson, then you've got more Mariapa and Baker as backup, and even and, Viner. And Viner. And Viner. Yeah. Yeah. So you've yeah, got we're pretty solid there, aren't we, really? And then assessing your back at the beginning of Feb, that's a cover for Hunt or Hunt's and, a cover and for And you've Sesson. got. Don't don't forget you've got Riley Taylor who's also a big left sided centre back mm. and hasn't had his chance yet. So yeah, yeah I, I'm not where we haven't got cover blatantly it is left back. And it's not even a case of you can play somebody there that's got a decent left foot like O'Dowda because he's out as well. Yeah. So we yeah. need we need to bring somebody in I I believe unless there's as I say, unless Riley Taylor can play there. And, um, you know, there's no, been no sign shown of that yet. 
Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next uh, topic, which is hot at the moment. I think uh, I'll come to uh, Mark first on this because Dean was questioned. I, I read the transcript of uh, Gregor's uh, interview and he pushed uh, Dean quite hard on a number of uh, points and got the usual diplomatic answers. But uh, contract negotiations being parked for a while, parked for a while, seven, I, mean, I don't know, it's probably more than that, seven players out of contract in the summer, all first-teamers. Mark, is there a bigger plan afoot here in the sense that, you know, there's going to be a brave new world of football player contract negotiations going forward from summer 21 because of COVID? What's what's your view on this apathy, it seems, to tie down players that would be very much first-team regulars? Yeah, I, I don't know whether it's, 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 it's so much apathy to time down as players not, not wanting to sign. I mean, Preston have had players who, you know, want away players like Pearson and, and Johnson uh, who are looking to sign pre-contract agreements with other sides. What can the club do? to make them, make them good firm offers? Um, do you do what Gary Johnson used to do and, and you know, like to Bradley Orr and, you know, chuck him out of the squad until he signs a new contract? You've got some like Fam, who for us now is probably replaceable in what he can do at the back, you know, from corners and in his work up front and the fact that he's our main goal scoring threat. You can't, he can't go. And I'm trying to think that the other players are out of contract. I know Liam Walsh, uh, had it, we triggered another year on his contract. Is, is Jack Hunt out of contract as well? Yeah, there's nine. There's, there's nine altogether. Uh, and Liam Walsh, we triggered that one year extension a year ago. So you get basically we can trigger a one-year extension. Uh, yeah, we can. But there's there's nine players. There's Fan, Jackan, Marley Watkins, Adelakan, Rennie Gilmartin, Tommy Rowe, Jamie Patterson, Nathan Baker, and Liam Walsh all out of contract. All all of those players can sign a. I was going to call it a prenup. It's not that a pre-contract agreement <laughs> with um, uh, with with a club that's abroad. And all of them will be out of contract in June. So that, that's where we are with those players. And at least one, two, three, four, four, five or six of those are people who would be in my first 11. Yeah. You, can see the, you could see the likes of Baker getting, getting an, 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 another club differently, but we, definitely. But players who are currently injured, do, do other clubs want to, want to take a risk look, looking at them now? And, and the other thing is, we don't know how long COVID's going to go on, travel restrictions. It, it, it's a risk for players right now with COVID as well as clubs, isn't it? Moving abroad or moving full stop. Well, so it's a risk. We it's a risk. Every, every, if, I, I think the pendulum is swinging in the favour of the clubs at the moment, to be honest, mm. because I do think that, you know, football finances, whichever way you look at it, you know, we'll, I, I do think we'll be back in the ground for the start of uh, the season. But uh, Dave, I mean, do you think there's just this big sea change going on with football finances? And there is, and a couple of threads on OTIB alluded to this as well. There's almost like, a, well, let's wait and see what happens. And because we are financially more stable than a lot of clubs in football total, yeah, we might be able to get the pickings of other clubs without having to pay transfer fees. Yeah, players don't sign. They don't attract a fee. What, what do you think, Dave? Do you think there's a bigger plan afoot here that we're just not in, uh, you know, we're not in touch with it because we don't know. We never know anything. What do you think? 
Yeah, I think there's there's probably a, a shift of balance, isn't there, in terms of you know players having all the power to clubs may, maybe getting some back. Um, you know, the whole COVID situation, coupled with Brexit as well, because that's an impact on picking up cheap foreigners. That suddenly goes out the window as well. Means that yeah, I think it's all a bit of an unknown at the moment. But I would. It's a bit what? Sorry, Dave, I missed that. It's a bit of a, a bit of an unknown. I, I think. If we take a, an experienced player like Jack Hunt or Nathan Baker, for example, or out of contract, I don't believe they'll go to another club who will pay them more than they're probably on here at the current point. That's not to say City are going to offer them what they're currently on here. You know, Correct. But I think, but I think people, players like that, be starting to just kind of think about actually, am I better off staying where I am? You know, they might say, well, actually, I'll take a lower wage, but I'll get a little bit of a signing-on fee. But I don't think there'll be big signing-on fees going out there either. So I think some of them might be thinking, I'm better off the devil I know. But, but you know, it's all speculation from me at the moment. I think, you know, players like Marlon Watkins is probably going to... Well, that's right, because have, it's, it's interesting. You mentioned Jack Hunt as an example. Yeah, you mentioned Jack Hunt as an example. Yeah. Use Jack Hunt as an example. He hasn't even been offered a contract, right? I guess. We don't think so because they've no. not had any conversations. And if you're Jack Hunt, I mean, let me hear me out here. If you're Jack Hunt and you're an eight grand a week, right? Say, these are all safe figures. You're an eight grand a week. And you might, pre COVID, you might have thought, well, I reckon I'm worth 10 grand a week. Yeah. But in actual fact, COVID's come along and you're on eight grand a week at the moment where else are you going to go that might improve on that and bristol city say hey jack we value you and we could say this at the end of may we value you. jack we're going to pay you six and a half grand a week three-year contract or two-year contract with a one-year option so three years yeah, yeah. it's just like normal business isn't it? you'd be minded well, man, you'd be minded i mean ian i mean you, ian you know what Dave, it's like with contracts and Dave, can i just yeah. come back on that for ian, ian has his said yeah jack jack hunts for actually I know I'm out of contract. My agent hasn't sat down with a club at the moment. I'm cool with it as it currently stands. I guess there'll be a point as we roll into February and March where he might not be quite so cool about it, but you hope the club will have that conversation. But he's one of the players who's, you know, seems happy to be, you know, whatever it will be, will be as it currently stands. Sorry, your turn. Yeah, no, 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 no. You make you make a valid point. I mean, Ian, you know what it's like. I mean, I do it for a living, negotiating contracts with people moving around. And you've, you know, you employ people and you've been employed yourself, you know, bird in the hand is worth two in the bush sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it, it does depend on the circumstances and you are right about the the financial effect, leave, leave aside everything else, but the financial effect that COVID is having on the game for everybody. It, it's not as bad for Premier League sides because um, apart from, well, not even for clubs that don't get massive crowds like Burnley, they still get massive amounts of television money. And the ones that come down, Bournemouth, have sold a lot of players, got a lot of money, and they've also got the parachute money. So them, it should affect less, although, in fairness, they will have higher wage bills. Um, but I think it, you, we have to make a choice. Um, and there need, needs to be a, a bit of a strategy around this. Um, so we need to say, right, I mean, what, what's the end game? If the end game is Premier Division football, then we need to speculate some more. 
Now, that's easy for me to say because it's not my money. But um, Bristol City, to, for the avoidance of doubt, haven't got any money. But Steve Lansdowne's got loads. Now, if, if Steve Lansdowne thought, right, if he's having the sort of conversation we're having, you're thinking, well, we don't have to be brilliant in the second half of the season and we can reach the playoffs. And when you get to the playoffs, it's a lottery, and especially with no fans in the ground. Um, so he might think, well, yeah, OK, go out and get uh, a left back and a creative midfield player on loan. Well, you could do um, that. You take a creative midfield player. Like, what about Conor Hurahan? He's available for transfer. You know, and you could go out and go. This is this is the whole thing of going for it with something that's bold. You, if you took on a player for thirteen weeks, that's all it is. At those higher wages, that's better than going out. Well, not better. It's less risky than going out and signing somebody for a two million pound fee with a three year contract. You can still, you know, you can go for it. Yeah, let's say. Do something ridiculous, like we beat, we beat, uh, we got three points at Carrow Road, and then we won one of the other. Well, Darby we got, did. You know, we're going to be in a very good position. Yeah, but do you, do, I mean, do you think do you, do you, are you advocating Ian, that you know we should be a bit bolder in the chancery market? Yes, I, I, I am. I think you, you, we may not be in this position next season or the season after. So um, we, we're in a place where. I think it would be speculate to accumulate, particularly on loans, because as you've said, you only got the commitment for the next 15 weeks. Um, so I, I think uh, go for that. Uh, we're not talking about bringing in seven or eight players. We're talking about bringing in, I would say, a maximum of three and possibly yeah, two. Yeah, I agree. But I think we do, we do need a creative midfielder and we do need um, a left yeah. back. So that would that would be the two. I mean, before today, I would have said we probably need a defensive midfielder. But if we can keep all those players fit, yeah. then Zach Viner can stay there and and do a really Definitely. good job. So you you know you're looking at a couple of players now. Hurahane, who's been spoke, spoken about, is also left sided, good at set pieces, and gets the odd goal. Yeah. So what there's nothing not to like if he would come and and Villa might decide they want to hold on to him, but they're talking about bringing Ross Barkley being fit and bringing him back in. And he's not getting fantastic game time there. So that would be the type of player. And I think it would give the fans and the squad a lift. Yeah. Well, that's a very good point you've made there, is giving the fans a lift. Because, you know, we feel a little bit downtrodden, a little bit unloved by the lack of engagement, I would say, with uh, the club. And obviously the person at the forefront of all this, he celebrates five years of official, he'd been employed as consultant uh, prior to that, but we celebrate five years of having uh, Mark Ashton uh, at the helm. Dave, uh, do you think uh, Ashton is aware of the disenchantment prior to today's good performance? Because it's all about what the players do on the pitch. Do you think he's aware of that? And as Ian's just said, signing a couple of players on loan when our tails are up and we're potentially doing well, that we do need lifting. Do you think he's aware of that? Uh, or do you think he's got the bunker mentality, which is why we haven't heard from him for three months? I think, I think both. I think he's awfully aware of it. And that's why he's in the bunker, because he's under pressure. <laughs> and, he, and he don't want to come out. Yeah. Um, I think it would be massively um, 
coincidental if after today's result he actually does speak to I think Jeff Twentyman's trying to get um one of the, someone from the club and I'm thinking, I guess he's talking John Lansdowne and Mark Ashton to come and talk to Sound of the City on, on Monday because it's been deathly silent from the club. Um I, I think I saw a tweet from Gregor a couple of weeks ago saying he'd asked the club for a an interview and he's not had a response as well. So I think that kind of speaks volumes at the moment of the club are kind of hiding a bit, if I'm being honest. Yeah. And I don't think that's good. Good halfway through a transfer window. No. What do you think? Uh, yeah, sorry, go on. Carry on there. No, 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 it's fine. No, nothing really wrong. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, Mark, what do you think? Do you think the club are hiding in terms of their interaction with the flag? Uh, fans, flans, <laughs> phantom flan finger. Do you think they're hiding? <laughs> do you think they, do you think well, they could I mean, be doing it seems like better? It. I mean, I mean, look at look at the world we're in. You know, where there's there's zero, zero income, match day income uh, because of COVID. And if they were honest and said, well, you know, because of the because of the income situation again in financial fair play. It's going to be going to be a problem, and we might have to soldier on. But if if they if they, like these like Lansdowne said at the start of the season, we want the manager who's going to take us to the next level. If they really think they're going to take the club to the next level, they got they got to give Dean Holden and the coaches the opportunity to do that. And means having you know another left back, uh, another central midfield player, and maybe uh, I don't know another another forward if you're going to if you're going to loan somebody out. So equip the manager with the tools to do that. If you really mean it, or at least say we can't, you know, we haven't got, uh, you know, the, the, because of COVID, we haven't got the expenditure to, you know, to, to, to bring these players in, and we're, we're, you know, we'll, we'll just have to get on with it. But I mean, Mark Ashton, he's always struck me. He's like a, he comes over like a slick. He's a politician, isn't he? I mean, he, he always sounds good, very, very, you know, from a PA perspective. Uh, but. Uh, it's the same old thing, oversold and, and under-delivered. And if they really want to deliver and, and have, a, have an assault on that top six, bring, give Dean Holden the means to take the club forward. No, good point. That's my answer. Good point. Final one uh, from you uh, tonight, uh, Ian. Could the club be doing better? What would lift the fans? As I say, the performance today was better. You know, that's been the main bugbear. It was a decent performance. Can't get away from that. Wasn't a full 90 minutes, but it was a clean sheet, 2-0 against uh, a bogey team of ours. So the fans are happy today. What can Mark Ashton do to celebrate his fifth anniversary at the club that would raise the fans' uh, hopes and expectations or pacify them uh, a little bit, pacify their disappointments? Well, I, th I think he could uh, make a couple of loan signings, on, and that's on the basis that no one leaves. So, if, if Fam leaves, he needs to be replaced. I, you know, with a quality striker, loan uh, perm doesn't matter. Uh, but he could do that. He could come out and talk about the strategy moving forward and why these players are all out of contract. We've got nine out. Um, and, and I'm not overly bothered, with, with great respect to him, if Rene Gil-Martin, who's a good a good summariser, and Marley Watkins are out of contract. And you could also argue about Nathan Baker. But my view on that, for example, is that if you're going to put... If you're going to let Nathan... You don't want to give Nathan Baker a new contract. A year ago, you sell him when he's fit. Yeah. 
that that's what you do because then you're getting some value. Now, whether you can sell him for twice what you bought him for or half what you bought him for makes no difference because I think you're better off selling them than letting them walk away from the club for nothing as, as a businessman, okay? Um, and, and I think he needs to give the fans an idea of what the strategy is moving forward. And it's no good saying, well, we're going to try and get in the Premier League because that's a little bit like me saying, I'm going to try dating Beyonce, all right? All right, then, Ian. How much chance do you think you've got of doing it? And what's the strategy? Carol Horderman. <laughs> well, well, Carol, yeah, but... Well, I got to be honest, she said, she said, Ian, she said you never returned her calls, so I'm, I'm sorry. It's, well, it's I off, to, isn't it? Well, I had, to, I had to knock her back. It's a terrible show. <laughs> there you go. But, no, but that's the thing. I want to know what the picture is. If he went, to, and I wouldn't agree with this, but if he stood up and said, look, we're not spending any more money. Um, we're going to bring in lads from the academy and we're going to try and get promoted with 11 Bristolians. How's that sound? I'd say it sounds mad, but at least we know least what's happening. And I can either... It's, I can and buy, it's honest. And, and I can buy or not buy a season ticket based on how great I think that strategy is. But at the moment, we seem to be blowing in the wind a little bit. Mm. We're not really having a clear sense of direction. Yeah. Um, and and the over and it all starts. No, I think you make a good point, guys. It's just a with the over prompt, the over promise, over and to over, the hour. And under uh, delivery. We'll be back on Wednesday. On the manager. Is it a is it a lunch? It's a lunchtime one on Wednesday, isn't it, David? No, no, we're doing it. No, this this no this week. This week it's six o'clock kickoff against Norwich, so we're going to do it at eight thirty. All right, so those are listening. Oh, eight thirty. I'll be on squad rotation, Dave, on that one. You, you, you can you can bring in someone else. Oh, you're going to miss. You're, you're not going to be around for the Norwich game, no? Okay, no, that's no, fine. No. Well, I, well, I'll, I'll get, I'm going to give Beyonce a call in that case. Next week, um, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Look, guys, it's been it's been uh, good to hear your views. Thanks to everybody who's uh, listened live. Another good. Uh, live audience uh, here which is really great uh, we've gone over the 10,000 in downloads since we've been doing this so you do the maths that's typically about 300 uh, uh, downloads per episode which considering you know we're new kids on the block in some respects is pretty sound good Dave Mark Ian thanks as always for your contribution and thanks to everybody that's put in uh, text messages and Fevs has been replying to some of them because uh, I can't manage to do too many things with my hands. Uh, least of all, I still need, I think I need a <laughs> decent uh, headphone and earpiece and what have you. So apologies if there's been any breaks in the sound. But guys, thanks. And contributing to Fevs' performance. Thanks a lot to everybody. Yeah, stay yeah. safe, everyone. Good evening, all. Okay. Stay safe, stay well. We beat God bless. Bye-bye. Hey. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.